and welcome to our second ever amazing podcast. We are here at the Robin School of Business uh, with my engineer, Megan Mancini, who is doing a phenomenal job technically working with our sophisticated equipment that looks surprisingly like your phone. So similar. Yeah, but we'll see how it goes. So um, today we're, we're going to sort of go off script and go away from the textbook. I know that breaks everybody's heart because it is so very exciting, but you got to actually pay attention to this one because there's no place to read the brilliance you're about to receive. You comfortable with that? So comfortable. All right, so let's move forward. We haven't even hit a minute yet, um, and I'm already bored, but we'll keep trying to make this work. So if you will recall our last podcast, How Soon They Forget, we talked about Chapter 1, and we talked about the four Ps of marketing, the basic principles of marketing, and it, they are very simple to recall. you got to have a decent product, <laughs> you okay? I'm okay. Was there spray or anything? No. You sure? You want no me to COVID. change masks or anything? No COVID. Okay. Um, I'll change masks. I don't care. <laughs> okay. So we had a little dilemma here that the air inside the Robin School of Business is at best questionable. But putting that aside, so we talked about the four P's. You've got to have a decent product. It's got to be priced accordingly. It's gotta, ha- it's gotta be around in a place where you can find it, and it's gotta be promoted so you know about it. So marketing has lasted how long with that definition? Decades. When I took this, got, when I took this really cool class called Principles of Marketing, same thing, I got those same four Ps. So we've added something new recently, we've added the word relationships. You guys remember that from the last podcast. And that's a result of social media. And social media now allows a two-way conversation between the manufacturer and their good and consumers. So if a consumer doesn't like something, they can start moaning and groaning about it on Twitter, on Facebook. And it's gotten to the point, I think, where brands today are more defined by consumers than by the manufacturer. So the manufacturer can advertise, but it's not until the consumer actually kind of says, I like it or I don't like it, and spreads that information virally. I'm starting to sound like a pandemic over here, but (laughs) spreads that information on social media so people hear about it. So I would add the four Ps in relationships, and I think we got that far on the first podcast. But let's talk about some even more exciting new principles that have come into play. So social media got to be famous. Um, Our friend Zuckerberg got Facebook and Instagram going. Snapchat came along. Uh, TikTok is with us. And now I can build a relationship online. But something else started to develop, and I'd say most recently where um, the whole world of Federal Express and the whole world of the post office, although that may be in question right now, um, got better at what they were doing. 
So, and Amazon came along and held their feet to the fire and said, listen, we're going to say we're going to get it to you in a day or two. You better damn language. You better darn well get stuff to people. So, so the world of distribution dramatically changed and, and dramatically improved. And not only can I order things online, and not only can I have a relationship online, but guess what? Megan? What? I can now get it in a day or two. And while that used to bug mom and dad years ago, it doesn't bug anybody today. If I got to wait a day or two, who cares? It was so easy, I just sat there, ordered it online, and I know I'm getting it in a day or two. And so that kind of convenience and that kind of delivery, I have to say, is another important change in the world of marketing. It changed it dramatically. It said, you know what, Bill, if you got to go to the mall, which you don't want to do during the pandemic, but if you had to go to the mall, hey, I'll go to the mall and hang out. I don't have to go to the mall and buy stuff. I can go home and buy stuff. I can go to the mall and try on my shoes and figure out the right size, go home and shop online, order it and get it in a day or two. And that has been a dramatic, 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 one more time. Dramatic. Dramatic change to the world of marketing is delivery. And so we've got the four P's. These are good test questions. We've got the four P's. We've got the relationships. We've got delivery. Um, But guess what? Things can turn bad in the delivery process. S-H blank T can happen. And so if something happens where Amazon says, I'm going to get it to you in a day or two, and it doesn't arrive, or Nordstrom says, yeah, you can get those AG jeans for $198, bitter, Um, and they can be delivered to you in two days. If they don't show up, i got to talk to somebody. I'm mad. I'm angry. I want to know why they're not here. So the whole world of customer service, the whole world of treating, talking to your customer and interacting with your customer, if something goes wrong in the purchase process or in the, in the delivery process, customer service becomes an important, important element. The other thing that's different is something called the customer journey. Handing to my extensive notes here. Uh, The customer journey in which, I mean, if you talk to your parents or you remember back to grammar school, you get in the car, you go to the mall, you buy something, you come home. It's over. Today, it doesn't work that way. Today, it's like, you know, I think I need a dress. I think I need a top. I think I need some jeans. So I'll go online and I'll look. And I'll look and I'll look and then I get retargeted by these awful digital ads that won't leave me alone because I showed an interest. And so these go on and on and I go through this journey and I try to figure out what I want. Then I order and then I get it in a day or two or I work with customer service. So that whole concept of a customer journey, which has been spurred on, is that a word? Maybe. Okay, sounds good. Which has been pushed forward 
by this relationship building, by this ordering online, um, by the, the fact that I can get stuff in a day or two, and by the fact that I can send it back if I don't like it. What percent of goods and services that you buy end up being returned? Me? Like, probably 75%. Come on. Yeah. Seriously. Well, the size never fits. Yeah, same with me. But I think the overall average is 50%. Yeah. So 50% of what's ordered online goes back. And that builds a whole big business for um, people who are in the distribution business, people who are in the delivery business. 50% of that stuff's going back, being repackaged and being re-offered. I always wonder when I order something like, has somebody tried this on before me? And chances are, in one of two cases, yeah, they have. Hopefully they've, they've you know, fixed it so and, and done the appropriate thing so I don't get COVIDized. Um, but putting that aside for a minute. So remember all those things now. We've got the four Ps, which have always been around. We've got relationships relatively new. We've got... Customer journey. Well, we've got delivery. You know, things get to you quicker than they used to. We've got customer service, so you better have a lot of service orientation. And we have this goofy journey that allows us to search around, but not in the mall, but search around online. And so you may go find something online, go to the store, try it on, and come home and order the stupid thing. So. It's pretty challenging for a retail, it's, it's pretty challenging in, in this day and age to keep up with all of this. And, 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 one more time, and what makes matters worse or more interesting is the pandemic has just pushed this stuff at a faster rate. So all of these things that were happening, all these new kind of principles, marketing principles that were were coming to the forefront have gotten accelerated as people sat at home from March till now doing nothing but ordering and shopping. But there's more. Who knew um, to this whole world of marketing? And um, there's something going on in American business today that's affecting marketing that was pretty much unexpected. And I think it has to do with corporate America Oh, no, we're already at 11 minutes. <laughs> uh, corporate America trying to be do-gooders. Uh, you know, that didn't exist in 1985 when it was, oh, we can make this furniture cheaper in China, so you're all fired and we're opening a plant in China. Um, and the environment, who cares about the environment? Uh, you know, what? Ha I don't care if we harm the environment, if we bring home a 25% margin. So you've got a lot of those issues going on. I mean, just this year, how many hurricanes have we had? Two to my knowledge. I mean, Three. we've had an enormous, uh, this has been the heaviest hurricane season ever. We're out of letters in the alphabet. They're starting with the Greek alphabet. Alphabet, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta, eta, kappa. See, I remember that from <laughs> my Greek days. Um, so. I mean, the climate is changing, and corporate America is waking up and saying, you know, we have to get smarter. 
we have to be more environmentally correct. So uh, companies today are now trying to figure out what they can do to help the environment. I know Amazon has already said they want to be carbon free by 2016 or something. Um, and the whole concept of sustainability. Not sure I know exactly what that means. But if you look at Patagonia, they do it. They do both sustainability and environmentalism in the, in the best way. And since the 60s or the 70s when they began, Patagonia has been focused on how do we help the environment and how do we create products that don't harm the environment, that can sustain the environment. So I think all those things are really critical and new important factors in the, the world of marketing. Miss Taylor. What's up? How are you? Good. I'm on my lunch break. I'm shoving food in my face. I like that. So, <laughs> so we don't want to take up too much of your time now that you're a big time executive. We're here at the Robin, exactly. Robin School of Business in Richmond, Virginia. Doing, Whoa. <laughs> doing a podcast. Uh-huh. And um, this podcast focuses on sort of new... Um, principles of marketing. You know, we got the four P's, we got relationships, but I started talking about new principles and I thought maybe because of your brilliance that you wrote in the spring about um, the, the different kind of food that's out there, you could talk for just a minute in what you think are sort of some of the new, new principles that may relate to sustainability and environmentalism. Right, so... I would say in like regards to price, people, I mean, you probably know this, but they're willing to forgo price as long as the product is sustain sustainably, um, you know, produced or made, um, and if it's healthy and if it's organic, um, people are definitely more willing to go to a higher price point, um, and I think people are just, gen you know, generally, I wouldn't say price, it depends who you're looking at, but price isn't as much of a disqualifier anymore um and think what else and now that you're a college grad of course um, what do you think what do you think has caused this sort of more attention given to sustainability environmentalism what you know i know in the food area people are much more sensitive to what they're putting in their bodies and right but what what's going on what is it in new canaan that has people thinking about oh we got to protect the water out here has something changed uh i mean has there been a generational change yeah absolutely first and foremost there's more awareness like if you saw the washington post this morning um i think a lot of people are sharing it on instagram they even had um the washington post had this a picture of a sign that i think was in new york that was displaying how many years and days it's going to take until our carbon emissions um is incredible like it's some like to a turning point in our environment like whatever it's going to result in really bad um you know 
So, Sorry, my brain. My brain. So, are you fearful? Like something bad's going to happen to the environment? Like absolutely. Get... Okay. And so yeah. you, you think it's you're willing to sacrifice a little bit, pay higher taxes, do yeah, what's absolutely. necessary to protect us from from yeah. what's going on. And do you find that same opinion with 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 baby boomers? Uh, no, I think their priorities more. And, you know, they'd rather pay less. They, I think, are more prone to thinking. You know, global warming is a hoax. Um, but for us, I think we've really seen the firsthand effects of you know what a lot of their mentality has done to our environment. So um, I would definitely say huge differentiation between the two. And, and one more question, and we'll we'll let you get back to eating yeah, as well as get back to your job. Um, which we so well trained you for. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> talk to me. Talk to me about how working. Do, does the company you work at ever talk about these things? Do they talk about um, sustainability, environmentalism, being do-gooders? I mean, is that part yeah. of the up onloading process or anything? Absolutely. Like, I think my company's a really young company, so, like, one of the main ways they try to be attractive is by looking socially responsible. Um, and, you know, that one of those, one of the angles of that is caring about the environment. So, I do know there's, like, a lot of volunteer work um, you can do through our company for, like, environmental measures. Um, yeah, we definitely say that's something that uh, companies who are looking to attract, like, younger uh, employees are doing. And, wow, that's that's cool. That's real. Yeah. That proves the point. We really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy executive. Oh, of course. But we that's are me. trying. We are trying to train the next generation of marketing executives. So. <laughs> so welcome to that segment of our podcast on marketing memorable moments. This is very exciting. So, just to show you how far the world of marketing has come. When I worked at BBDO in New York, um, we had a, um, I worked on the Campbell Soup account, and it always fascinated me how one weirdo crazy housewife in Iowa could write one simple letter. That was before email. You'd have to write a letter, put a stamp on the envelope, and put it in a mailbox and say the noodles and chicken noodle soup were not thick enough, and the whole friggin' company would go ballistic. And suddenly, every, you'd be going to meeting after meeting, or how are we going to make our noodles thicker? And people in Iowa are all upset. One lady, one housewife. Thank Maybe she's calling you. No, it's Mike. Um, <laughs> so think about that in today's world, where... Everything can go viral in seconds where one person can lead to hundreds of people making comments um, online. And I think about how in a matter of 30 years, the entire world of marketing has changed. It's just different. One person creating havoc, now thousands of people create havoc. And so the whole world of social media in the whole world of digital communications has definitely, definitely changed how the world of marketing operates. So in conclusion for today, which has lasted almost 20 minutes, and we're, we're praying that Megan can edit this down so it's not as boring as it may sound. 
but don't forget that, that there are four basic principles in marketing, price, product, promotion, and place. We added relationships, and now we're adding delivery services, we're adding customer service, we're adding customer journey, and we're adding even a higher calling for corporate America. And listening to our distinguished alumni, Mary Taylor, Mary Louise Taylor, talk about it, of how she was up when she started her new job. The first thing they said is, how would you like to volunteer um, to help on environmental issues? So with that, thank you for podcast two. And I can't wait to talk to you about podcast three.